What's up, everybody? You already know what it is. We are here live. It's 10 at the cube, but it's the City Hall edition. That's right. We're at City Hall. 10 at the cube is at City Hall. That's right. I said it. I'm going to say it one more time. Where were we at? City Hall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we are here live at City Hall today for 10 at the cube. And 10 at the Cube, it is our youth empowerment podcast here. And one of the things that we love to do just before we get our show started, we want to let you know that this show is powered by CIS of Atlanta. Zay, what time is it? It's just a shameless plug. (laughs) That's what time is it? Listen, CIS of Atlanta believes that every child deserves an equal opportunity to succeed. Last year, CIS of Atlanta provided an astounding $157,000 in emergency assistance to those in need. Communities and schools of Atlanta, it's where impact is measured in transforming lives. It's just a shameless plug. (laughs) And today we had a special, 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 special uh, treat on this episode. We have the most notable. We have the lovely. We have the amazing. We have the voice of the people. Councilwoman Marcy Collier Overstreet. Oh, wonderful. What an intro. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. You know, Webb, this is a real special episode. This is not just one of the uh, our regular episodes that we do. It's not. And I just want to tell the people uh, why this episode is significant. So, World, Isaiah Webb, as we all know, as I shared on many, many of our episodes, that he is a 90-plus scholar, student, athlete. But this young man not only wants to be a pilot, but he wants to be a city council member. And so the city councilwoman, the most honorable city councilwoman, in fact, uh, we'll get into her story in just a minute, but really holds a living blueprint of the world that Isaiah is trying to create. And so we created this opportunity and this is a tangible opportunity for a young man to firsthand interview and hear the story of someone who is a living embodiment of a dream that he is creating and manifesting for himself. So, City Councilwoman, please, without further ado, introduce yourself to the people. Wonderful. Yes, I am Councilmember Marcy Collier Overstreet, and I was overjoyed that uh, you all wanted to come in to talk to me, and I would be on a podcast. I think that is so cool. (laughs) Um, And Isaiah, I read your story. I think that uh, your aspirations are definitely attainable. Thank you. Um, Especially from what I've seen, you are well on your way. Uh, the blueprint is not that far away from me, for sure. So um, I'm here as a resource for you. Uh, I did grow up in Southwest Atlanta. I graduated Mays High School. I was there the first day Mays opened. Um, and I also went to Southern University and then came home and graduated Georgia State. Uh, after that, I started a family. I have three children and a husband. I've raised them in Southwest mm-hmm. Atlanta. Uh, we were married right at Cascade United Methodist Church. And uh, during all the while, I am 
Uh, I was working at Delta Airlines for 20 years uh, in in flight, and I retired from there. Wow. And all while I was a flight attendant for Delta Airlines, I was also a PTA president, uh, room mom to all three of my kids' school, um, and holding various leadership positions and organizations, Jack and Jill. Um, Absolutely. You know, so it was a community organization and family um, dynamics and you wanted to actually stay in Southwest Atlanta, make it so that the next generation would be able to use the development and uh, amenities and uh, absolutely. And that, that, that's always been my driving point. So you are well on your way to achieving all of your goals. Thank you so much. It means a lot definitely does for sure for sure i think that was such a humble and a very modest yeah. introduction right. because i mean i'm just going to just go off the resume real quick because it's very it is quite extensive you uh hold several uh positions on boards and leadership positions professionally and within the community you are on the board trustee of the city of atlanta pension trust board the appointee for the atlanta commission on women you are also the founder and CEO of Mommy Knows Best LLC. Uh, also, you are a member of the Fulton County Court Services, the Governance Task Force, uh, a member of the uh, Walter and Andrew uh, Young Family YMCA. The list goes on, y'all. <laughs> the list goes on. You are, excuse me, a member of the League of Women Voters, uh, the Council of Negro Women. Uh, as you mentioned, a retiree of Delta Airlines. You are also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sun. Tomorrow. Okay. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, links in, in Jack and Jill as well. So uh, very, very, very extensive. Um, but one of the things that uh, stands out to me out of all of your experiences and out of all um, your responsibilities and positions that you hold, you are absolutely 100% accessible to the people. And I think that is phenomenal. And I have to ask this first question. How how did you land here? Was this always a passion? So I can't say it was always a passion, but what I did find was that um, I have a persuasive personality. Okay. And some things that are easier for me, are, I found them to be hard for other people. So I would step up and, okay. and do it for most. And um, that in turn allowed me to, to lead and... It, it just translates into what's next and what's next. And I literally decided to run for office because I want to stay in Southwest Atlanta. Mm. Um, and in order to run for office, you have to persuade people to vote on you, right? Yeah. And you have to show them that you care because uh, everyone knows that people don't remember half of what you say. They just remember you know, how you make them feel. Absolutely. And um, I want to make sure that Southwest Atlanta feels appreciated and loved and ready for the next generation. So I knew that I could do that job and and that just brought me along. So it was really organic. It wasn't like something that I dreamed about when I was in high school. That means you're going to be more than a council member when you are my age and we're not going to talk about what that age is. You know when I graduated (laughs) not. So you can figure it out. But you um, you're going to probably be president. Thank you. Because you can. So it was organic. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, Jeff, um, just hearing this, um, something I jotted down was a community queen. 
That part. Community queen. Uh, somebody who's for the community, that loves the community, that wants to help the community. That's what we're all about. And like I said, that goal will be met. Now, my question to you, I'm, I'm a Southwest Atlantean and you're a Southwest Atlantean. Now, could you share some pivotal moments or experiences that have shaped your perspective on community and public service? Oh, goodness. So that's a great question. Um, one of the moments for sure was the first time I had to do a vote on expanding Piedmont. Mm-hmm. Um, park. We all know how grandiose and beautiful Piedmont Park is. Um, I'm in here. Okay. And I thought, you guys are asking me to approve not even a full whole acre of land, and you're going to spend how much on that? And I'm looking at parks in my district that need X, Y, and Z. My answer is going to be no. What I the only way you can get me to a yes is to come and visit my favorite mm-hmm. park in my district. And let's see how we can partner. I can get some of these philanthropic dollars. Because what the city was saying is we're gonna match your dollars, they said. We're gonna match your dollars. So if the philanthropic community puts in X, Y, or Z for that ridiculous amount of money that we spent for that little bitty corner then the city's going to match that, right? And I'm like, when is the philanthropic uh, community going to come and invest in Southside? So I invited them over. The Atlanta Botanical Gardens came. Um, uh, Wire, uh, Wawa came, which is the West Side Water Association. Um, they came. A few other people came. And the Audubon Society came. And I wanted to make sure that they saw that Southwest Atlanta was a jewel. And they did. They left from there. We have lifelong partnerships. Now the Cascade Complete Streets has a conservancy. We've um, amassed so many grants. And that all came from that one vote. That one vote that I felt uncomfortable about because I knew the inequity that was happening. Um, and it was it's really about relationships and partnerships and actually learning more about the whole city and not just this part and that part. And when they came over, they saw that. So that was pivotal, pivotal for pivotal for me mm. because I realized that people don't know Southwest Atlanta and I had to introduce my district to them. Mm. And I've done that. So wow. um and you guys probably got a nice little earful of me introducing it uh today. And I'm 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 an advocate. So I've always been motivated by speaking up for those that really don't speak up for themselves. So it really is just a a day's work for me. So that was pivotal for me. That is that is beautiful. Listen, everybody, Councilwoman Marcy Collier Overstreet is ensuring that the families in South Atlanta continues to thrive. You heard it here. We're going to um, we got about two more questions. Uh, I know the councilwoman has a full slate today um, and she has, again, just made this possible for us. Uh, but Webb, let's go into that, that um, that ensuring equity, uh, equity question. I think that's a good question for our listeners. Yes, it is. But first, I have to say uh, one key word is you're relentless. Yeah. Relentless. That's a big one. I just have to say the fact that you want change. And you want it for your community. Like I said, we're big on the community, just helping. Because I, I can see it with myself. Uh, I ran at um, the Beltline this past week. Ran five miles just on it, me and my brother, just to see, you know, the city. And we saw, like, the change from Midtown area to um, the Southwest Atlanta area. 
Um, but my question is, in addressing disparities, especially in schools facing deficits and family with greater needs, how can we implement effective strategies to ensure that they receive the necessary funding and resources, creating a more equitable educational landscape for all? Um, again, partnership, public-private partnerships, and joint committees. I work with APS as often as I can mm-hmm. um, because. APS in the city of Atlanta, Atlanta Public Schools has their own tax base, right? So the city of Atlanta has no purview over the school system. That's why I have to go out of my way to help in schools because it's not in our charter. It's in, that's an APS's charter. So what I do is I work with the board chair who is Isha Collins. She's our Mm -hmm. district. um, She also lives in district 11, believe me. She just happens to be the board chair for uh, Atlanta Public Schools. Um, and we started a foundation for the Thero Cluster. And every time someone wants to put in something new in District 11, they have to donate to our foundation. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Um, it's called a commun- community benefits agreement. So what I do for equity is make sure that people don't just get what they want when they come to District 11. Yeah. They have to buy into the communities mm. as well. So, and I make sure that I stay on the same page with Ishe at all times. We check in regularly. Uh, you know, she's a she's also a community queen. <laughs> um, so we literally check in often um, for the for, for the kids. Absolutely. From elementary school to middle school to Thorough High School, we check in all the time. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you. <laughs> We uh, we want to thank you so much for just your time. We know your time is precious and valuable. And, uh, you know, you might be even running late. We do apologize. But thank you. If you could just as we wrap up the show, we just give an opportunity for our uh, featured guests and our co-hosts here just uh, to talk to the youth. Just real quick. What's your message to the young people? Oh, my goodness. My message to the young people is stay true to yourself. And what your vision is today, it may change a little bit. I am open to that. So you'd be open to that. Um, and I am here to help. My message to the youth is use resources, ask for help, reach out to people because you don't know who all really has had your back unless you ask. So throw it out there just like you did, how we're here together. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you just continue to do that. And I just want all of you to know that um, the city of Atlanta is here for them. Yeah, sure. And if I can't do it, I can find somebody who can Absolutely. Love that. Isaiah? Uh, Mine, don't be afraid of change. Be open to it. You never know where change can take you. Positive, or sometimes it could take you negative, but with the negative, you can learn from that to get somewhere positive. So just don't be afraid. Be relentless. Just be yourself. Yeah. Atlanta, we coming. We here for you. Thank you so much, Councilman, for your time. It has been a awesome, awesome experience coming to City Hall and you turning a dream into a reality and sharing the blueprint with a young man. So thank you for who you are and for what you've done for, you know, just this young man today. Absolutely. I thank you for the opportunity too. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll see y'all on our next uh, next episode, y'all. Later. Peace. Thanks for tuning in.